Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing Chapter 2, Sankhya Yoga, Yoga of Knowledge. So, so far we have seen that Bhagwan addresses Arjuna when he surrendered to him that I am your sister, I do not know what my dharma is, I'm completely confused about my duties. You tell me and I'll fall. I will do whatever you would tell me. But tell me something which is serious, which is good for me. So Bhagwan, in the very first verse says, you are grieving over things which are not to be grieved about. You, know. you are grieving for the death of your teacher, your grandfather. That's something you should not be grieving over. So which is something, a very shocking declaration to us. Because we always we grieve over death. Something we expected, we don't grieve over. But something unexpected, we grieve over. Something which is expected that the person is sick and is going to die, well, that's something we accept. But somebody who is healthy and I have to kill him. Obviously, that Arjuna was not really prepared. And that is something he thought is a legitimate case for him not to fight this war. But Bhagavan said, even that, you shouldn't be grieving over that. Which comes as a real shock to us that why Bhagwan says something like that, the loss of a dear one or anything in life which we consider dear to us, loss of that we always we grieve over. But Bhagwan takes it from a very highest point in our Upanishadic philosophy. So he starts from the declaration in the Upanishadic philosophy is that everything in this world is temporary. And therefore, change is something you should not be grieving over. Change is the nature of this world. And therefore, you need to get used to of change. If you, have, if you don't get used to of change, you want to see the things as they are, you will be disappointed. So it starts from your confusion, Arjuna, comes from you are not fixing your goal. The, the basic philosophy of how life works. Therefore, you are grieving over something you shouldn't be grieving over. Something if I think is permanent and there is no change is ever going to occur into it, I will not grieve over it. You know? But something which changes and which is no longer useful, then I become affected by it. The Bhagavan said, you are grieving over something which you should not be giving over because it does not get affected by any change. So he starts with the statement, which for us is a paradigm shift. Why Bhagwan says that death is not to grieve over. So in the following verses, the following 19 verses, Bhagwan explains the nature of our self. Right now my paradigm is this is me, this body, this mind, this intellect, is me and I'm a mortal being. 
I was born at time T1, which is my birth time, and I'll die at time T2, which will be my death time. In between what I consider is life, which is real, I do not know what was before that, what will be after that. Bhagavan said this existence is permanent, and therefore you shouldn't be grieving over. This starts with that statement, you are grieving over something you shouldn't be grieving over. And you are doing that because you have misunderstood the nature of the people you have a relationship with. My relationship right now is dependent on my understanding who I am and what the world is. Something which is temporary, I will not have much relation. I said, it's gonna, if I have a balloon, I know it's not going to be permanent. I won't grieve over but my child may. Child does not know that the balloon is very temporary. But I know that it's temporary. So I don't grieve over the child may. Bhagavan says, Arjuna, you are at that level where you are not understanding the temporariness of these people. So next 19 verses explain. There was never a time when either I or you or these kings were not there. So right now, it is my understanding that I am here now, but I was not there before my birth. Neither Krishna was there before his birth, and the kings were not there before their births. And they will not, they get killed, or they die. Therefore, Arjuna is grieving over it. But Bhagavan said, that is not the case. So that's a paradigm shift. So that is something redefining who these people are, who I am, who you are. This death is only for the body. So Bhagavan said, these people were always existing, you were always existing, I was always existing. How? Just as you have changed from the child to youth, to an adult, an old man, but you never cease to exist. You existed as a child, you you existed as a youth, you existed as an adult. You will also exist after you leave this body. Deha antarprapti. Indication is you will be taking another body. So the first time we come across the declaration of reincarnation in Bhagavad Gita. That there will be another existence in another body for you. As long as you have unfulfilled vasanas and desires. Then you will have to take the body to fulfill your vasanas and desires. The change from this body to the another will be very similar to you changing from your childhood body to the youth body. The death of the childhood give birth to youth. Death of youth give birth to adulthood. Death of adulthood give birth to old age. Death of old age will be my death in this body. So Bhagavan said, Deha Antar Praptihi person whose intellect is steady in a sense, who realizes the fact, he does not get deluded by the death of this body. The question obviously occurs then, what about all the experiences which I am experiencing in this life? If myself is permanent, but I am experiencing all these experiences which are either conducive or non-conducive, what about them? So Bhagavan explains in the next verses, Matraha spasaha tu kaunteya, sita ushna sukha dukha daha. These experiences which are experiencing 
are because of the contacts of the senses with the sense objects. As long as the senses are not active, I have no experience. In my deep sleep, there is no experience whatsoever because neither the senses are available to me nor my mind is available to me. Therefore, there is no experience in a deep sleep. We have experiences in a waking world and you have experience in a dream world. But there is no experience of deep sleep. You can ask anybody, what did you experience in your deep sleep? The only answer is, I had a good sleep. How do you know you had a good sleep? It's the lack of experiences makes me feel good. All my experiences either are pleasurable or sorrowful. Lack of experiences is the real bliss. Therefore, deep sleep is bliss. Dream is painful, sometimes it is pleasant, but it's never blissful. It's only deep sleep because there is lack of experience. Lack of experience because the instrument of experience is not there. Neither my body I'm aware of, nor I'm aware of my mind, nor I'm aware of my senses. So Bhagavan says, Matraha sparsaha dukaunteya sita ushna sukhadkadaha. This contacts with the objects by your senses create the experiences of heat and cold at the body level and sukha and dukha at the mind level. Our experiences are physical or mental. Physically, I may be very comfortable, but I'm upset in my mind. Comfort doesn't mean anything. You know? So therefore, my experiences are either physically pleasant or unpleasant, or mentally pleasant or unpleasant. But they are only when senses are in contact with the sense objects. Agama apainaha anityaha. Nature of these experiences is Agamaha, it is beginning, apaina, it is end. There is no experience that you can come across in your life which will be permanent. Every pleasant experience also has a beginning and end. Every unpleasant experience also has a beginning and an end. And therefore, Bhagavan says, anityaha, they are impermanent. There is no permanent joy, there is no permanent job, even though we always say, is it a temporary job, permanent job? What does that really mean? There is no permanent home. In India, we used to have temporary address and a permanent address. They don't ask anymore here. But when I filled out forms in India, they used to have temporary address. Your present or temporary, what a permanent address. I used to give my home address where I, I grew up all the time. 9 over 16, 15, Nani Engpol, that was my permanent address. Last time I went to India to look at the 9 over 16, 15, it was not there. There's a parking lot. So my permanent home is gone. So what is permanent? It is by my narrow perspective. This table is solid from my narrow perspective. For a nuclear scientist, there is no solid thing in this world. So Bhagavan said, these experiences which you're experiencing are related to the senses only. They are not belonging to you, the one who is aware of this experience. The experiencer is someone other than the experiences. You are aware my body is experiencing this. 
Now, should should I be upset about that experience depending on my understanding of the experience? If you pinch me with a needle, I'll be very upset. Same thing the lab technician does every four months. And depending on the experience of lab technician, I know whether it's going to be pleasant or unpleasant. <laughs> injection, I don't even worry about injections anymore because injections is painless, you know. Flu injection. Drawing blood, I'm always worried about because they all they can find my vein easily. And depending on the lab technician experience, how to find vein, see, may have to try it one or two or three times, four times before it, they finally find. You know, but I don't get upset, you know. Even though, I, in fact, I prepare them and say, look, I'm a difficult patient to find my vein. So take your time, but figure out what is the best way to do it. <laughs> so experiences are different than experiencer. So it says, they're agamaha apaya. They're beginning and the end. Because every time I go to draw my blood every four months, I know it will end. And after third, second or third trial, they'll find somehow draw blood and I'll be okay for next four months, you know. I'll come back again, the same story all over again. Anityaha, the impermanent. So what do I, what am I supposed to do? There's only one thing you can do. Tam bharata. Bear them patiently and bravely. That's the only remedy. If you complain about them, they become worst. If I get upset at the nurse who is taking blood, what are you doing when you can't find them? It will be worst, you know. Let her take her time, and once it's done, I'll be good for four months. So Bhagavan said, the only thing you can do is titiksha. Bear them patiently, and know that they have beginning and end, and they will go away. They're temporarily. If the good experience also will pass, bed will also pass too. That's your only solace. That they're impermanent and temporary. You can't avoid them. But also you should know that they don't belong to you. They belong to either your body or your mind. And therefore the next verse says, Yamhina vyathayanti ete purusham purusharsava sama dukha sukham dhiram so amrutatvaya kalpate Right from the beginning, the goal for Arjuna was to keep his teachers and his grandfather intact. He wanted them to survive, live, exist. But existence, as we know, for individual is impermanent. So he said that all the experiences which we experience, they're all temporary in the beginning and end. People who have understood the nature of the experience, they do not get afflicted by them. Na vyathayanti ete. By these, wise person does not get affected. Purusham Purushar Sabha, here Bhagavan addresses Arjuna as Purushar Sabha, best among men. So Bhagavan is gradually building up his self-confidence. Last few verses he say, O Bharata, O descendant of the great king Bharat. Yes, if Purushar Sabha, you are the best among men, or chief among men. Well, you are the general of the army. The entire Pandava clan is depending on your skills to win this war. You are not an ordinary person. You can't really lose your confidence. person who is down, you can't put him down and say, you are completely useless and you can't even do this. Actually make him worst. You have to build his self-confidence. No, no, you are good at so many things, you know. 
this may not have worked out for you but i know what you have done in the past you have to build a self confidence first before you put him back to what he is supposed to be doing so bhagwan is building a self confidence purushar sabha sama dukha sukham dhiraha sah amrutatvaya kalpate you want all of them to exist forever including yourself the only one way you achieve immortality those who become sama dukha sukham those who become equal to sukha and dukha they become fit for immortality so immortality is the theme in our upanishads we started with mortality i'm afraid of mortality arjuna said i'm afraid of killing them so mortality is the phenomenon we are most afraid of even very brave person will be shaken up if he faces the death so death is something we are all worried about so the goal always in life for every human being is to become immortal therefore we have all the stories about immortality amrut came out of the churning of the ocean and rakshasas and devas they fought over the nectar who will have it and then eventually devas drank the nectar immortality is the goal so our early upanishads talked about immortality and defined as deathlessness immortality is death immortality is no death i want to exist forever i want to be immortal but my misunderstanding is and in the puranic story says then he lived for thousands and thousands of years but we know biologically this body is not capable of surviving thousands and thousands of years so it must be something other than the mortality of the body we may be talking about so bhagwan said one who becomes equal to sukha and dukha it is not at a body level at the mind level sukha and dukha is my mental concept you may see me very happy only i know whether i'm really happy or not it is my microclimate decides whether i'm happy or not so it's one who becomes equanimous to sukha and dukha pleasant experiences and unpleasant experience dhiraha because he is wise to know that sukha and dukha are impermanent and they come and go so amrutatvaya kalpate he becomes fit for immortality you want you to be immortal them to be immortal you need to understand this it's the mental concept not a physical concept so bhagwan said that if mortality is your concern these people are immortal you are immortal i am immortal so mortal not something you should be worried about next verse he says na asatah vidyate bhavah and why that is that which is permanent never becomes temporary that which is temporary never becomes permanent is only in a job becomes a temporary job and that becomes permanent job you know and as soon as become permanent job you become completely ineffective because now you are not worried previously the government jobs is a permanent job now even in india i think it's no longer permanent job it's only permanent as long as you are effective something which is temporary can never become permanent permanent can never become temporary na asatah vidyate bhavah for asat there is no existence so asat and sat are defined here 
in Upanishadic terms. Sat is something which exists in all three periods of time. There is past, present and future. If something did not exist in past, but existing now, and will not exist in future, it considered asat, means unreal. By that definition, everything we know, including our own self, is unreal. Ourselves as we know, is unreal because I think I did not exist before my birth, since past I was not existing, I'm existing now. I know I exist, but I will not exist after my death. By this definition, I'm unreal. And Bhagavan said, Na asataha vidyate bhava. Asat does not have any existence. Na bhavaha vidyate sata. Sat never ceased to exist. Sat is the truth which is permanent, exists in all three periods of time. What is real and unreal, you have to apply this test. If it existed in the past, is existing now, and will exist in future, is real. If it did not exist in past, but is existing now, and will not exist in future, it's unreal. It's like a hologram or a movie. I know before I entered the cinema theater, the movie was not there. During the time of three hours, the movie is there. When I leave, the movie will not be there. It's unreal. We all know it's unreal. Still, when we identify with it, it becomes very real to us. But Bhagavan said, know that two can never interchange with each other. Unreal can never become real. Real can never become unreal. Ubayoho upi drustaha antaha tu anayoho tattva darshi behi. One who knows the truth, he knows the truth about both. What is real and what is unreal. So in the previous verse we have seen that it says, the person who becomes equal to Sukhara Dukkha, he becomes capable of becoming immortal. Sukhan Dukkha right now are at my physical level and my mental level. As long as I identify this physical being as real, then I'll be affected by the Sukhan Dukkha or heat and cold, physical condition. When I identify with my mind, then I'll be happy or unhappy. Both I shouldn't be identifying with. Swamiji uses the example in one of his lectures that if you have a dog, the dog is sitting next to you, and that dog is scratching its ear. Should you be start scratching your own ear? Uh, no, because he is having itch. I'm not having itch. He's itching. That's why he's scratching its ear. But I'm not a dog and I'm not having itch. I shouldn't be scratching my ear. But I'm aware the dog is scratching. Same way, if I can see my mind as something other than me, when my mind is unhappy or happy, I'll be a witness to it. I, I'm, I'm sorry that you're feeling unhappy. But there's nothing much I can do, but you have to suffer through it. Same thing with the body. When the body is not doing well, or body is uncomfortable or comfortable, I'm not identifying with it, but very aware that my body is not comfortable right now. 
Now, if I can make it comfortable, that doesn't mean that I should not make it comfortable. I should not just bear unnecessarily. Somebody asked Swamiji, that Swamiji, every time you come, there are all these devotees, and you always go in the best car, Lexus or Mercedes or BMW or so. There are other people with Hondas and Toyotas. And Swamiji says, I'm not stupid. That if the most reliable car is available, then I'll take the unreliable car. If there's only one car is available, I'll take that car no matter what condition it is in. But when I have means which is reliable, there's no reason for me to take unreliable means. So it does not mean that I should not be enjoying the good experiences. I just should not identify with them. I should understand it has a beginning and end, and they're temporary. The Bhagavan said, therefore, dhiraha tatra na muhyati. Because he is not identifying with the mortal elements, the mortal equipment. I change my car every few years because I know it's not me. As long as it's useful, I'll keep it. If it's not useful, I'll change it. Ubayo pi drashtaha tu antaha anayo tattva darsi bihi. The reality of the both, the real and unreal, one who has realized the essence of the existence, he knows reality of the both. He is not confused by either. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om